What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 115 of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and my friend Tyler has been infected with a disease. Thanks to one Tim Gettys of Kinda Funny, Tyler has now fallen victim to LaCroix products, and I am not sure how to feel about it. Tyler, can you just... Can you justify anything about this new habit that yeah. you formed? Yeah, I'm trying to not drink as much soda. That is 100% the reason why. So I decided to drink LaCroix, where it's like a carbonated thing that is not soda, and it's a lot better for you than than drinking soda. So that's my reasoning. I'm trying to be better, Frank. Justify your reasons for hating LaCroix. No, I. But What's up with this? I, mm, I'll get to your question later, but Tim Gettys, you have made my best friend soft, and I will never forgive you. Soft. <laughs> soft. Okay. What's that mean? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> How is drinking LaCroix soft? Oh, man. It's, it's like it's soft core soda. It, that's what it is. That's all it is, is soft core soda. I'm not disagreeing with that. But also, like, soda's real bad for you. And if I can drink less of it, I think overall I'll be be better. I'd be happier life. if you just drank water, honestly. I got me some water, fool. I always have me water. Mm-hmm. LaCroix's like a dessert. You know, I can't it's believe just, I'm hearing it's this. Something, it's just something nice. I cannot believe I am hearing this. You still haven't answered my question, though. What's why do you why do why don't you like it? Because it's, it's soft core soda. Yeah, it's soft core soda. Okay. It's All like right. drinking non-alcoholic beer. Well, yeah. I mean, that's lame. You I'll see what you see where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going with this, Tyler? Yeah. But this LaCroix lime, it tastes like Sprite. So it's like I'm drinking Sprite without the bad things of Sprite. You know what I mean? But I'd rather drink Sprite. I'm not going to say I'd rather not drink Sprite over LaCroix. It just... Man, I don't know what has happened to you. I'm not sure if I know you. No, I'm just I'm just what? fucking with you. Uh, what? But uh, all right. Other than your recent habits, uh, how how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. Things have happened. It's been a week. Mm. You know, it's nice out. Very nice out. Yeah, it's not so nice down here. It's been raining a lot. Really? Maybe yeah. you got all the rain that we had last week. We had. I shit you not, probably seven or eight days straight of rain. Like, I was like, what has happened, dude? Um, I went to a show over the weekend, went to the MMRBQ in Camden, New Jersey, and uh, yeah, Alice in Chains headlined and Ghosts and Stone Temple Pilots, and it's, it's a cool festival. And it rained in the morning pretty bad and it kind of drizzled throughout the day but nothing really bad but 
as we were waiting for one of the bands to play, we had lawn seats. Um, and so the, the lawn was very dirty and muddy and slippery. So these guys thought it would be a great idea to take their ponchos and lay it on the ground like a fucking, uh, in God, I'm blanking on what it, what it is, but like they would, they laid their poncho on the ground, then ran down the, the hill and like dove on it. Yeah. Like a slip and slide. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. And, and, and that's exactly what they did. And I was like, wow, this is, are you guys all right? I mean, they went on and on. It was probably 30 minutes plus until mm. the next band came on. They they did it the entire fucking time. Yeah. And they're just having a good time, man. They, they were. They also might have been drunk by then. I don't know. But then they were like, oh, our poncho is all torn up now. Let's just dive on our stomachs. Fuck it. So they weren't even diving on the ground. They were just diving straight into the mud mm, that they created. Yeah. And, and then they decided it was a great idea. You know what? Why go one at a time? Let's go five at a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then they had five dudes going and. Man, they drew a crowd. It was that there was a shitload of people watching these. Why didn't you? Fellas. Why didn't you send me any Snapchats? Uh, I have a picture of it. I could send mm. you. I don't have snaps. Ah, all right. But uh, yeah, it mm-hmm. was funny. Very funny for sure. Yes, I'm. Yeah, that's that sounds like fun. I have not had similar fun in the rain. I've mostly just been staying inside, playing. <laughs> Video games. Yeah. Tyler, I heard you played some video games such as more of the Warmind. I did. Yeah. Yeah, what what about it? Or that Destiny 2 Warmind. Um It's okay. I've I'm at a point where I've hit a massive brick wall. Oh. And and they went from turning this game of like it was too easy to get your light level up in vanilla destiny now it's too fucking hard in my opinion like it takes way too much i I shit you not i played for a few hours last night running crucible doing a whole bunch of stuff i had fun playing don't get me wrong but i barely got anything all night i went from 347 to 349 in just a few hours and i was like wow i ended up doing the weekly events basically like i did the crucible call to arms um the clan engram stuff um and in a few others and the engrams that they gave me were like 341 and i was 347 so i'm like seriously how in the fuck am i supposed to level up if say i wanted to go do the new raid lair which is 370 i'm like how am i supposed to get up there if the weekly thinks that i'm supposed to run doesn't give me the shit that I need. Homie, what are you doing to me? Mm-hmm. It was insane. I, I was in, in eventually you get to a point where anything that's blue will be capped at 340. So, you know, if if you haven't played Destiny 2 in a while, you'll go from wherever the fuck you are all the way up to 340 like that. But to go higher, it just becomes a a little bit too much of a grind. Like, they can really... you take me higher? <laughs> uh, great song, great yeah. band, love it. Um, so, so what? You know, so what you're saying is that like it's 
it's kind of like mm, it's not enough creed destiny to war mind is not enough creed yeah pretty much they need more creed in it um and like i feel like they struck such a good balance with the taken king mm-hmm. when that launched like yeah. it wasn't hard it was it wasn't hard but it wasn't easy either and and like you could get up to a decent level at a pretty decent pace but to go higher you know scott stapp taking you higher Mm -hmm. fucking you know it wasn't an awful grind did it take you some time yes but it wasn't terrible and i feel like now they're just like yeah it was too hard well or too easy now fuck you mm-hmm. so that's that's a little bit unfortunate um where i'm at i have gotten some really cool new weapons and exotics they, they fixed the whole exotic thing of like before you would get a lot of duplicates i don't think i've gotten a single duplicate since i've returned back to destiny i've only gotten new stuff which is cool um and that's fine like i don't i don't care if exotics are harder to get or something um just i it was really annoying constantly getting duplicates like that was just a real pain yeah so that sucked um iron banner is rolling now and so we played that they fixed how it was so the first iron banner they had these all this awful like package system and they have now went back to the whole token thing of like you'll get two tokens for playing the match you'll get five if you win and then there's other challenges to do um so they went back to that and then they went back to um doing certain challenges will you know throughout the event you'll get access to new gear and uh kind of exclusive gear for those challenges so that stuff's cool too and uh they've also went back with iron banner to 6v6 crucible instead of 4v4 and it's control and it was a damn good time i I really enjoyed it they (laughs) they've actually brought back some destiny one maps so they brought back um one of the original maps i'm blanking on it but it's called the distant shore in this in this uh, game um and then they brought back bannerfall if you remember bannerfall which was up on top of a tower uh that map's great so they brought that back uh they brought back the burning shrine like some of those maps are really cool and then there, there are some great destiny 2 maps as well so that was fun the only thing i noticed is that um I would say three out of the four matches we played were complete fucking blowouts. It was like the fucking NBA finals this year, dude. Like nothing is competitive at all. And it's just a total blowout in the beginning. And that's it. Um, So that's a little unfortunate that it's such a, you know, it's not as competitive as I would like. Although the one match we did play one match that was extremely competitive and we actually were down by i don't know 20 or 30 and came back to win uh so that was a a massive massively good time Mm, um sounds like it 
Yeah, and then in terms of story, I mean, I think the story's kind of lame so far. Like, I'm not really into it, and I've actually hit a brick wall with that, where it, they gave me a, a weapon, and then they're like, here's these two quests. Go grind shit out in the world. So I have to, like, do patrols and kill Cabal with headshots. And I'm like, why? Why? This isn't good design, mission design, Bungie. Like, you think <laughs> they would get that by now. So that's that. And then the last thing is I did end up doing one of those new escalation protocols. It's a little bit more, like, I liked it, but it is a little bit disappointing at the same time. It's basically a public event. And, and that's what they said, but it's literally no different than a public event for the most part. And... Except that it's harder and there's multiple levels and you're timed and the timer is a little bit more strict than a normal public event. That's pretty much it. Like in and I ended up just kind of this group was running him. I'm like, I'll just run up and see what the hell's happening and join these guys. And uh, we went pretty far into it. I think it's four levels. I want to say we got up to three. And uh, by way level three, we were like completely getting our asses kicked and uh, and stuff. But it was it was intense. You know, sometimes when Destiny has those very intense moments, it can be a little bit unmatched uh, in terms of uh, kind of adrenaline. Sometimes when you have something like that going and you pull through, that Destiny's very good at at having those sorts of moments. Um, but it's all right. I'm not blown away by him. I'll say that. Overall, it's an okay expansion, I think. Will I keep playing? Probably. Um, just because there's some things that I want to do and I want to see more of it. Just a little bit more of it, at least. And... But we'll see. It's okay. The No Man's Sky update is coming. Yeah. That is true. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Are you stoked for that? I am interested to see how that game changes. It's weird. Um, yeah, just to, just hearing some of the like the multiplayer stuff coming out of that, it it sounds very interesting. And uh, I'll check it out when it when the update drops. I think that's like beginning of June or end, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 within the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. I couldn't. Is there anything else you could uh, talk about games-wise? Trying to think. I Mm. don't. I'm not recalling. Okay. Anything of anything else? Played a little bit God of War. Just. Yep. Trying to do stuff there, Mm -hmm. but nothing. Nothing real special with that one. So. What about you? Uh. So. I try. Did I talk last week? Did I? beat rage last week or did i beat rage between now and like last time i think i beat rage between this and last episode yeah i believe so yeah uh so online prediction said this was an 11 and a half hour game i beat it in eight and a half hours um Hmm. and i will say that i understand the criticisms now of how that game ended because it did not totally feel like that game was about to end and then the credits just started Oh, that's unfortunate. And yeah, it was really weird. Uh, the last battle was just like this simple arena. Like it was a, it was like a circular interior with like three prongs going outwards, and like this one new enemy type being thrown at you over and over again in a couple of waves. 
And that was the last fight of the game, and it was kind of not satisfying at all. Yeah. Especially considering that in the middle of the game, there's this awesome boss fight, and spoilers for, like, what, an almost 10-year-old game? Uh, there's this boss fight where as soon as you find the rocket launcher, this giant mutant, like a building-sized mutant, starts assaulting your building, the building you're in, and you take it out with the new rocket launcher that you get. And there isn't a moment after that in the game that even ma that even gets close to matching that. Hmm. Like that, that rage had potential, had a like, huge potential. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm I think judging by like how they're how they're going at Rage Two marketing wise, I think they recognize that they have something there that they just need to exploit in in a more fun way. Yeah, and I think they're gonna pull it off. Yeah, that's definitely what it looks like they're doing with the second one. Uh, it's almost like like they were like. Uh, Hey, we have to get this game out because it's in development for an eternity with the first one because it really was in development for an extremely long time. And so that's how they finished it. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate because if that game just finished better, it would have it would have been a a very good game. But I can see where people thinks it's like it's a 6 or a 7 or something like that out of 10 if if you ju if that's how you judge games. Yeah. Um but yeah, that, does it that, leave it open at all? Like, yeah, it kind like, of does. Yeah, I know what's going to happen like, in the sequel. Yeah, it kind of does. So, like, okay. the whole premise of the game is that you're this survivor from this arc project. Like, you were you were put in cryostasis before an asteroid hit, and there were multiple like arc stations. And uh, the, at the end of the game, you they the, you bring these arc stations because they were like burrowed underground. You trigger them to uh, come up out of the ground and release all the arc survivors oh. and then right. the credits roll and yeah there's nothing real there's no real cinematic at the end or anything no expose about like how like what the happened and it was it's also really weird how they pit you against this group called the authority and all you ever see from the authority are their soldiers and you don't know a damn thing about their society yeah. Like, you don't know if they're actually bad people. All you ever encounter are their soldiers. Which I guess could be a criticism of, of a lot of a lot of games. But uh, especially in that game where, like, it seemed like they were trying to do this narrative of all these different communities going up against each other. You just never really learn about this authority. Uh, but, yeah. I, I'm excited to see what they do with Rage 2. Uh, but... Until then, I've got other games to catch up on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've uh, just before this podcast, I kind of dabbled around in Conan Exiles. It's very much a survival game where you craft like tools and gather materials and build bases and like build weapons and all that kind of stuff. It's, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure how long I'm going to stick around with it. Yeah, that just came out, right? Yeah, it just came out last week Yeah, for a PlayStation. It's been on a PC for a while. I'm not sure if it was on the Xbox games preview, but mm -hmm. I know it's been a PC game for a long time. Yeah, those games are... I don't know. They're, personally, they're not for me. Like, uh, I played Ark. Mm -hmm. Survival Evolved a year or two ago when it came to the Xbox preview, and I played that, and I'm like, no. <laughs> 
like I can understand the appeal for sure. Um, the the appeal of surviving literally and decisions and finding shit and you know I, I get that it's just not for me. What's the hook in Conan though? Like, is there anything special so, about it? I'm not or? really that all that far into it. It's hard. It's hard to say right now. Like you're this barbarian in the way in this wasteland at least the starting area i'm in this freaking desert i just found a river so i kind of started building my little settlement there um but yeah it's i don't know it's just got all the basic tools and it 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 runs well it feels good um it has a lot of rpg elements like you're putting points into like strength vitality survival that kind of stuff like it, it has some cool RPG stuff in it, and like the character creators hints at like the like you choose a religion, like you choose a god to follow, and it like kind of hints at like that might be important. Like there are certain powers associated with that. Uh, you choose a different race, which has all this different uh, subtext to it. That's like that kind of fills out like what what this character, where this character came from, and the society that they're used to. Mm-hmm. And what they were exiled from yeah it's i think yeah i'm gonna have to play a little bit more of this game to come up with a little bit uh more than that but uh yeah i yeah. I, I had fun i i like i said i only played like maybe an hour before this podcast uh but yeah i'm very much looking forward to that i have a four-day weekend coming up so i have plenty of time to uh dabble around nice Sometimes I see survival games and I wish they were different games. Like uh, We Happy Few. You know, that, yeah. that that E3 trailer they had a few years ago, I'm like, that was an amazing thing. Give me that game as a 10-hour single-player experience instead of, you know, this survival experience, personally. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Yeah, uh, so... Other than that, I played a I played this game called Grand Kingdom. Um, heard of it? For some reason, it was in my library. I don't know if I got it free or if I just picked it up in a sale or a bundle somewhere. Um, but it's kind it's an RPG. Uh, it you manage a squadron of mercenaries. Uh, and you go through these battles and like the, there are like lanes in this field, like there's two sides and then there are these lanes that you can move along those lanes and flank people if you can get around them and stuff like that. You have ranged characters, you have mages and all that. Uh, so the combat is kind of like, is, is, yeah, you just move around, like there's a turn order and all that stuff. You have movement and you have actions and stuff and that. And then there's also the part where you go back to camp and you buy weapons, you buy upgrades for your individual soldiers, which you can like, you can hire more on, uh, and you can customize them how you want. And I, I just think it's a really neat little game. Uh, again, I'll need to play more of that too. It's, uh-huh. I've been dabbling a lot, and I'm going to dabble. I'm going to continue to dabble in games until I find something that really clicks with me because I'm kind of I'm kind of itching for something. What is that? I don't know. I don't know what I'm itching for. Yeah. Because I returned to Stellaris this week also, but I'm not going to talk too much about that. I've talked so much about Stellaris here before, and it's probably not coming to PlayStation. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else did I play? 
Um, man, there's another game. I, I did play more Laser League. Kept playing that. Played some Rocket League as well. Mm-hmm. I played some of that H1Z1 Battle Royale. Oh, how And that? let me tell you, when it works, it it's great. But when it doesn't work, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> there are some bugs in that game. And I ran into a couple matches where I ran into this uh, bug where... I couldn't, like, the controls were basically disabled. Like, some instances I couldn't turn or pick up items. Other instances it just locked up altogether and my I could I just stood there still and all I could do was, like, pause and exit the match. Mm-hmm. Yikes. But when it works, it's a whole lot of fun. What's the hook of this one? I mean, it's... It's a battle royale video game. Uh, the like, flow are of, you just finding loot and shooting fools? Or? Yeah. So what? You drop in, you parachute in, um, you find weapons. Like the what? It work. The flow of the game in this has changed a lot by the, like the kinds of things it drops just out in random and the kinds of stuff that are in crates, and just the whole way the whole like the flow was impacted by like oh they drop a shit ton of crates and also they have a bunch of vehicles there's a shit ton of vehicles that drop on the map um, and they're marked on your mini map so you always know if there's a vehicle nearby you and what direction it's in so that that's pretty cool um the so outside of the crates you don't get very many great weapons you can get like a shotgun uh this smg called the hellfire and then there's this there's a variety of pistols that you can pick up but the crates are where you're going to get your assault rifles your sniper rifles and stuff like that and that's uh that the flow of the game because of that comes down to quickly finding a weapon you can defend yourself with getting a vehicle and finding the first crate drop you can and then contesting over that crate to get the weapons at the end i got you there are also other smaller mechanics that make this a little bit different like when you get shot you take your initial damage but you also take bleed damage which can be mitigated if you bandage real quick um so that there there's some differences in that uh you pick up armor uh there's chest and head armor um only two levels of that and then you start off being able to hold two weapons but if you get a regular backpack you can hold a third weapon if you get an advanced backpack you can hold four weapons there are grenades molotovs all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a circle that closes in there's gas that closes in Uh, is there zombies well isn't this a zombie game it was originally a a zombie survival kind of game yeah um but this is just the battle royale kind okay. of thing without without zombies right now see i think it would it honestly would be fucking cool if they had zombies in it yeah because like or say, like say the players a, you kill turn into zombies yeah like after a while like that yeah, yeah like because say uh say the circle's kind of closed down you're in some sort of town looking place and there's a few buildings or whatever but there's zombies all around maybe a group of zombies ends up converging on a player and they have to shoot or do something and then they make noise and then you know where they're at and shit hits the fan that yeah could be actually really exciting or players firefights draw in hordes of zombies yeah yes days gone battle royale God, don't don't even joke around because you know it's a possibility, man. The way that yeah. the way that how reactionary people are being about the battle royale genre, it's 
Yeah. It's it's a little bit scary, honestly. It is scary. It's almost a little annoying at the same time. Like, I think it's a great genre, but not everything needs to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually had a lot of... I've been thinking about Call of Duty Black Ops 4 a lot since it since it's a reveal. The one thing that I totally it hit me after we talked last week about it. And that's the business model of Call of Duty. Like, do you think that they need to change their business model? Well, if they want to, if they want a a battle royale to be sustained, they are going to have to change the way they do things. Like you can't just, you can't just drop a battle royale game and then just drop another game the next year. Yeah. And then totally wipe out your player base because for, and it's a concern about like having too many battle royales too. Like you're going to snuff out the player base at a certain point where yeah. where each game individually is going to suffer because queue times are going to be longer because people yep. are spread out. Yes, and I, I think that'll be a major problem for them. And I also think their whole um, selling maps is something that they got to change too. I mean, if they want to, say, add a new map to Battle Royale and Call of Duty, like... They that thing has to be free. No, I, I really don't think people are going to fucking pay for it. And I'll just be a massive uproar because you have Fortnite and PUBG, the two b- biggest titles that are constantly giving players new shit all the time for free. And I just feel like Activision is very unwilling to do that because of how money hungry they are. If they want to sell skins or something, go ahead. I don't give a shit. But I think just about everything with this battle royale needs to be pretty much free, um, just to sustain it, you know. Yeah, just to keep just keep keep enough keep enough players around. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they they have to, and I, I think it. Yeah, it might get to a point if they want to keep this mode, and it turns into something that the fan base really latches onto. That you know maybe this is something they got to spin off on their own. And maybe you do Call of Duty Battle Royale and it's it's free or it's like PUBG, thirty dollars to pay to get in or something and and there you go. It's its own thing. Like I don't know. I just think you can't do that mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. I mean time will tell, certainly. We yeah. we, we who knows? I'm maybe, intrigued. Yeah. It's probably For something sure. we're gonna learn a little bit more about at E three too. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I think video games, video I think as far as PS4 goes, that's that's about it. I have been cheating on my PlayStation to play another video game, but I'm not going to talk about State that game here. Too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'm very I'm very that. sad about uh things that happened in that game, but I will talk about that in another on another platform. <laughs> mm. Um But yeah. I guess that concludes video games. Let's do a little review of April's numbers. Thanks to NPD putting out those numbers about sales of video games. I don't see. Oh, oh man. Yeah, this doesn't even have a list. Yeah. Letting us down. Hold on. Mm, mm. All right. We're going to find something else here. Uh, 
I guess I'll talk about my plans to play video games in the future. I've just bought the Metro games, and I think I'm going to play through both uh, Metro uh, 2033 and Last Light Redux this weekend. So that's going to be my next bit of field research for games coming out in the future. Um, I'm, I'm kind of... I hope those are good games. I hope they're as good as I hear they are. I've played part of 2033, and I enjoyed what I played. Okay. But then I kind of stopped playing. So I kind of need to restart it. Um, but it's got a sort of a survival aspect a little bit. Like, you have to manage resources. It's a little bit uh, more horror-like okay. in its atmosphere. Its atmosphere is fucking through the roof. Uh, it has some really cool things going on. You find I, need, a thing? I, I need to go back and, and play it. Uh, yeah, I saved this. How? Wow. Yeah. What's up with that game informer? They're usually pretty good with their reporting of the news. Yeah, let's 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 see it. Let's see the the best selling games for April. Hit us. Hit us, Tyler. Number 10, NBA, 2K18. 9, Super Mario Odyssey. 8, Call of Duty World War II. 7, Grand Theft Auto 5. 6, Mario Kart 8. 5, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. 4, Nintendo Labo. 3, MLB 18 The Show. 2, Far Cry 5. And number 1, God of War. God of War taking the number one slot being on one platform. Congratulations. Yeah. Unsurprising, honestly. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of great hype and reception around that game, and definitely deserves it. Uh, the one I'm confused by is Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze at number five. That game didn't release until May fourth. Um, like, does NPD continue mm, into? Wait, 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 wait. Did did people go back and buy the Wii U version? I don't know. I really don't know because they took the Wii U version off sale. Like you can't buy it on digitally anymore. Oh. So I was like, huh. that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe NPD is uh, is slipping up a bit. There. Yeah. Huh. People want that Nintendo Labo. <laughs> yeah. Think about Ooh. that. Four twenty. You're building robots. Yep. And uh, playing God of War. Hell yeah. Smoking dope. Get Just me. kidding. Mm. Mm. Far Cry 5 hanging out in the top two. Great. <laughs> Good for Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, also, uh, in terms of dollar sales, the PS4 Pro 1 terabyte limited edition God of War bundle, say that 10 times fast, was the top earner in April. While the Neon Switch was the top seller in terms of units. All right. Cool. Wahoo. Also, this is pretty cool here. God of War achieved the highest ever launch month dollar sales for a PlayStation exclusive, according to the NPD. April was a good month for the PlayStation platform with software sales for PS4 setting an all-time April high for any console since NPD began tracking game software in 1995. Dang. God of War. Delivering the fucking goods, bro. Yeah. You know. Much deserved. Numbers make me hard. And I also get hard for hardware. Tyler, it's time to talk a little bit about hardware in the next few stories here. First of which, 
we're getting a new controller from uh, an officially licensed customizable controller is coming from uh, Scuff Gaming. Uh, Scuff, uh, they, they make controllers and other hardware peripherals. They're making this really intense controller. Uh, there's a lot of interchangeable parts, a lot of adjustable things. It's pretty much PlayStation's uh, Pro Controller. If you want to compare it cross lines like that, uh, yeah, there's. Seems it like is it. also very expensive. Um, yes, two hundred dollars for the uh, wireless version version of this controller. Wow. Uh, there are like four freaking back paddles, and there are like two extra side buttons. Uh, I. This is really cool for people who can afford it. Yeah. I just see my budget. I'm like, I'm moving in a month. I probably shouldn't spend two hundred dollars on a PlayStation controller. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of crazy. That price there. I mean, the Xbox One Elite is one hundred and fifty, but you know, damn, I, I still think even that that's expensive. But yeah, basically, you can change out a lot of stuff on here. D pads, hair triggers thumbsticks anything you want yeah so if you want that there we go so wait is this officially playstation licensed yes no, it is okay officially licensed performance controller cool wow it's got that those, it's got offset sticks tyler I was is it gonna, gonna is it going that. to be strange to be playing playstation with offset sticks <laughs> probably i don't think that's as big of a deal as yeah i know make but mm -hmm. i think it would be weird for sure do you like offset sticks better? I go back and forth, honestly. Like, it's really whatever I'm used to at the time. Right. Me too. Uh, that's how I feel. Like, uh, it doesn't make a damn difference to me. I mean, you put either a PS4 or Xbox One control on my hand and it feels normal. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I maybe, maybe I'm just used to it. Maybe, maybe if you played exclusively xbox for like your whole life and then someone gave you a ps4 controller you'd be like what i can't do this mm -hmm. you yeah. know vice versa I, I don't know neat it is a good looking controller maybe in the future for me but not right now <laughs> yeah um yeah especially there, if there's another priority item on the way for me, John Cadera is suggesting a possibility for another PlayStation plat mobile platform. All right. They okay. I'll just read this quote. In my opinion, rather than separating portable gaming from consoles, it's necessary to continue thinking of portable gaming as one method to deliver more gaming experiences and exploring what our customers want from portable. We want to think about many options. Oh boy. Are we so going to house last year? Yeah. Shut that shit down. It yeah. was like, nah. But it's not really in us anymore. But John Cadera, the new yeah. chief, man, he's he's yeah. he's the new chief in the house. He's like, y'all, you like playing your games on the bus? <laughs> you yeah. like playing your games on the trains? 
like playing the dream your games on the planes. Maybe I think it's gonna be a huge fan of the Vita, and he just can't let go. Oh yeah, <laughs> give me more, give yeah. me more. I I would want another portable platform. <laughs> I would like to see Sony continue to try for sure um, because I think they make good handhelds. Like the Vita is an incredible machine and it's just that it needs supported. And I really don't know if they want to do that. Like when they have PS4 going and PSVR is growing, like I I don't know if they're going to want to invest a ton of first party resources into really helping push this thing. I think that certainly was a struggle with the Vita. Also, it had a weird mixed messaging sort of thing of like AAA games and then like, nah, indie games. And it's like, that stuff's cool. But, you know, look look at what Nintendo's doing. I mean, they've, they're starting to kind of put all their eggs in one basket with the Switch, but, but still, like, you got to support, support it with, with some meaningful titles. It's going to be a, a ripoff of the Switch called the PlayStation Lever. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I would be very curious to see what new idea they get out of it. Like, yeah. what what is going to make this portable platform any different than the Vita or PSP? Right. And, and, and I, I think they have to have, not only do they need support, but they need to have some sort of hook to it. I mean, a Vita 2, if you want to call it that, with more power, would that sell? I don't know. Without the games behind it, I, I really don't know. Like, that's that's tricky. But if they had some sort of hook to it, like like the Switch, I'm not saying they have to do the Switch, but, like, you know, play it at home or take it on the go, sure. That's cool. But it's just so weird to have just a... And I say that when the 3DS was also popular and still is popular. It's just weird to have a dedicated portable gaming device when you have a phone. And it, I don't know. I just don't know how how much of a demand there is for something that's just a singular device like that. Whereas the Switch, you can do both. And I think that's one reason why it works really well. I don't know. Be interesting. Do you think they'll do it? Do you think in the next five years we see a new handheld from Sony? Yes. In the next five years, yes. Yes. I think it will launch alongside the PlayStation 5. Oh boy. Which could come as soon as 2021 if rumors are to be believed. Not rumors, but like there's some translations of some some things. I guess it is rumors like just there some stuff gets lost in translation but uh what they're suggesting is that uh PlayStation 4 is going to be living on like on services uh on the PlayStation store and the kind of stuff like that's how they're going to be going financially at it uh while they invest in making their next console they said something along the lines that the PlayStation 4 is in its last cycle which I, I I don't know. It doesn't feel like that to me, but... No. Hey, I guess the power is advancing in a way, sort of. Like, 
Yeah. I, I just feel like it doesn't feel like that just because the quality of the games over the past two years has been fucking unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and it just feels like this generation finally has really, really caught on. And now you're in it saying it's in its final <laughs> final phases. Now, those this final phase, you know, still a few more years yet. But but it just it really doesn't feel like it at all. And I just I feel like nobody's asking for new hardware right now. Like everybody is totally happy with what they have. And I know at some point, you know, that'll probably change. But but damn, PS4 is killing it right now. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's about to outsell the PS3, and it probably will very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I'm. Uh, I believe that the PlayStation 4 still make like it still plays games that are acceptable, if not like excellent by like just gaming standards in general like right now i sure you can make things look prettier on pc but i'm not seeing too many games on pc that are actually doing much more than stuff on consoles like yeah. there there isn't like i'm i'm not seeing extreme like physics models like extreme like particle track like physical tracking of stuff like destructibility i'm not seeing anything like more processor intensive uh that's on uh, on pcs and consoles like it's i'm just i'm just not seeing it like the only benefit i'm seeing from pc games and, and pc exclusive games is like maybe graphics like and even like pc exclusive rate. games graphics and frame rate are the only mm-hmm. thing that are really pushing it um I feel like games aren't like getting more advanced at this point. Like they're kind of just making they're I I feel like if any iteration I I feel like if anything games are just uh they're, they're improving in other ways that aren't necessarily tech focused that are more like uh just method focused like uh how to onboard people into your game or how to uh how to tell a story in a game. I think that those are the major areas of improvement that games have been seeing recently rather than, rather than introducing a brand new way to play. How to put loot boxes into your game. Sure. That's a new way to play, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's just when, when you're getting games like God of War, it's just really hard to say like, yeah, I want something new right now, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm playing God of War and I'm like, this looks fucking incredible, plays well. Yeah, like and I think it does a lot of incredible things and it's just so it's so hard to it's just at this point, like it's so easy to look from, you know, each generation of like the leaps in technology and of how games evolved, But it's almost like really hard to think of like what is that next step? Like, yes, there's more horsepower and that stuff gets cheaper over time, you know, then that, that would be awesome. But like, what is that next thing? Truly? I don't know. I think, you know, saying you're going to focus on PS4 games until 2021, 
that makes sense. I still think PS5 launches in 2020, probably. Because, um, I mean, you look at PS3, they supported that, you know, well into 2014, mm-hmm. you know, after the PS4 came out. So, so I still think, you know, 2020 seems about right to me to launch a new console. And, and also saying this to somewhat aligns with their E3 of this year, like focusing on these four massive titles because those might be some of the only ones they really have left on this console. You know, it almost makes me sad. Like, I don't want the PS4 to go away. Like, I I really love the PS4 right now. It's, it's so good. Is there things that can do better? Yeah. You still can't change your name, but you know, it's just, it's good. I, to me, the only, the only company that has a reason to launch anything anytime soon is, is and I, I, soon isn't even the right term, but Microsoft. Like, I think Microsoft's going to want to get out ahead of whatever Sony's doing next and reset everything in a way. And in a way, I'm not sure that it's going to be a reset or anything. I think no. if anything, like Xbox, when they move forward, like games are going to be backwards compatible just the way that they set up their platforms the way they set up their architecture i feel like i have more confidence in xbox going forward having backwards compatibility than i do playstation because playstation just doesn't have a history of it they don't have a history of even trying right yeah although it's too early to really talk about what we want in a playstation 5 but i want backwards compatibility let me play my PS4 games on PlayStation 5 so I feel less bad about abandoning my PlayStation 4. Yeah. And I think that that that's a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think you just kind of got to draw a line to sand and say, these games are only on PlayStation 5, but your PS4 games will work on PS5. Don't worry. But if you want to upgrade to play the new things moving forward, you got to come to this new box. But all your old shit's going to be there. I think if they can somehow get that to work, I think that sort of transition will be a lot easier now. But yeah, who knows? I mean, of course they had Packwards compatibility with ps2 but that was fairly simple yeah but then and the, the first generation the first generation of ps3 and then they totally like yeah hey wait no let's not do this we could resell those games later <laughs> yeah I don't know. god damn that's it for hardware this week uh video game news actual video game news Tyler, I'm really excited for Yakuza 3 through 5 being remastered for PlayStation 4. That's going to be awesome. I love it. I think they're already working on Yakuza 3, uh, but 4 and 5 are also coming as well. Yeah. Tyler, PlayStation 4 could be your Yakuza machine. It really could. You have everything. Yeah, once these come out, you'll have, like, the prequel zero and then one through six. Yep. Yep. So, are you going to ever play a Yakuza game? Are you ever going to play a Yakuza game? Come on. Maybe. I might. I don't know. I gotta find the time. But I think I should. I should play at least one of them. Yeah, you should. I really think that. Um... 
Yakuza 3 is coming out August 9th, and then 4 comes out fall 2018, spring 2019 for 5. Only, only for Japan now. But... Yakuza is really growing a lot over here. I feel so. Yeah, they'll, they'll come over here. But is that too much Yakuza in too little time? That's a lot of Yakuza, dude. No, it's not too much. It's never too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it makes sense to, you know, try to bring all the games up to. Yep. Yakuza is being like played on modern machines. Yakuza is like soda. Never too much, unless you're a softy like you. Wow. Okay. Mr. LaCroix drinking son of a bitch. It's (laughs) superb. Oh, man. Don't you just want to rot your insides, though? Don't you just want to die at, like, age 50? (laughs) Well, sometimes with the way the world is, I'm like, why not? Oh, but, other, but other times when I play God of War, I'm like, nah, I don't want to die yet. You know, mm. I want to see where the world is in 25 years. I'll tell you where the world is right now. The world is in a place where Epic Games is putting $100 million into Fortnite prize money for tournaments. That's a lot of money, bro. That is bonkers. I don't. God damn. There's not much to be said about this other than, holy fuck, Fortnite. They can afford to just do this. They can just throw $100 million. If you want to organize a tournament, they'll they'll, uh, they'll, uh, fund some prize pools uh, for competitive play. Uh, They've they've announced some stuff about their Pro-Am tournament that they're going to have at E3. Uh, celebrities being matched up with uh, professional Fortnite players, whatever the hell that means. Um, but yeah, there's just so much money in this. Yeah. I think, you know, hey, you want to make e- uh, esports a little big or something? Go big or go home. Why not? And then when you're rolling in cash, like these guys are making $225 million a month, fuck it. You throw away hundred million pretty easily, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I like this hard ass guy in the in the comments. Make it a billion, and this trash still won't be worth playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Nice. I have not played Fortnite in, in a while, but I've had a fucking itch to play it. I gotta play it. All right. Yeah, I I haven't played it. They released the jetpack this week, but I I haven't yeah. been able to get in there to test that out. Uh, not that I haven't. It's just that I didn't because there were other things I was playing. Maybe this weekend. Uh, but we'll see. I'll have more to say about Fortnite next week in the state of the game. But Tyler, I might not play much Fortnite if a prey DLC comes out. Yeah, me either. And they're hitting at a a moon DLC. Bring it on. I am they, like they're the, uh so this first broke out when there was a leak on Steam new achievements being popped on Steam. Um and then now uh Bethesda put out a gif that kind of hints at something on the moon. So uh yeah, pray I fucking love pray one of the most underrated games last year. Uh, I think it is 
100% the most underrated game in this generation. Yeah. If it, you ask me what's the most underrated game in this generation, I would totally point the prey. Yep. Ah. It's a great game. And and I I would absolutely love to play more of it. Um cuz it, it I mean that game's atmosphere is incredible. Yeah. It's I think prey is oh, man. I I really want another Prey game. I hope this isn't them just doing a Death of the Outsider to Prey. Yeah. yeah. I hope this is. I hope they do make another full Prey game. Me too. But this will be cool. And then, sure. probably the biggest thing that came out this week, Battlefield yeah. 5's reveal, or Battlefield V. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Battlefield V. Uh, no, it's five. No, it's it's V. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. Uh, v for very angry male gamers on the internet yeah. that are yeah. horrible human beings. Uh, yes. If you're on Twitter, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But I I looked at this reveal and I said, holy shit, this looks really cool. This, I'm getting bad company vibes out of it. Even though it isn't a bad company game, it seems like it's going over the top in the way a ba- bad company game would. Uh, I I I think it's going to be my prefer preference over Call of Duty. To be honest, just oh, yeah. seeing a lot of this stuff, um, the new destruction models, like the physical destruction models, things being blown out of buildings and then blown into buildings and stuff like that, uh, like. <sighs> the chunks coming out of the buildings are parts of the building itself that I thought that it's just little stuff like that, that, that kind of gets me. That's like, Oh yeah. man, they, they are actually, uh, making the game better. Like and they could what go ahead. Sorry. They, they like, I like it when they improve like stuff that they are already doing better than anyone else. They still improve yeah. upon yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's what stuck out the most to me about this reveal. It's not that, I feel like Battlefield Five's doing anything like truly mind blowing. It's that they're just really improving on a lot of things that Battlefield One did well, you know, mm-hmm. like the destruction in uh, the little things like that. But then also like I think their whole new grand op- uh, operations yeah, sounds rad, awesome. Um, it's a modular experience now. Switches between different modes as well as maps. And very cool. The biggest thing about it is that there's no premium pass. No, yeah. So no everyone's going to be able to play with everybody the entire yep. life cycle of this game. Yeah. So <laughs> the reveal event was hosted by Trevor Noah, who I think did a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he did a he great did. job, but like mm, some sometimes he needs he needs to consult other people before he says some things. Sometimes, yeah. And some of his questions were certainly like very corporate. Like EA was like, "Can you ask us if this game's going to be pay to win, so we can get out ahead of that?" You know, when when he asked that question, I was like, "Hmm, that, you you know, he wasn't just thinking off the off his head on that. They wanted to talk about that." So yeah, no pay to win, no premium pass. Um, they, they they talked about embracing live events a lot more, which is which is cool. Um, I just wonder where that monetization is going to come from. I mean, probably skins or something like that. Which, sure, whatever. Um, but I think 
the no premium pass for Battlefield, I think is cool. And but, but my other thought with that is that with the premium pass for like Battlefield one or four, for example, you got a shitload of stuff. I mean, yes, it was fifty dollars, but you know, if you got it on sale or something, you got a lot of fucking content out of that in terms of maps and weapons and all sorts of stuff. Like, how much of that are they going to keep? Are they just going to drip a map out every now and then, or you know, are they going to give us a lot over time? I don't know. Either way, it's exciting. For sure. I'm also excited for their new PVE mode, the cooperative combined arms mode. Yep. That's going to be a lot of fun for people who want to do more PVE, which I think is something that Battlefield like they that that's something that I think uh they're going to it's kind of trying to match I feel like it's trying to match up with zombies having a PVE component, but it's also like it's totally its own thing, so I, I think I like the way that uh, Battlefield's doing their PvE in their own yeah. way. Having the- so apparently this is going to be a mission generator mm-hmm. that allows teams to customize new experiences quickly in a variety of environments. So, could be neat, for yeah. sure. I mean, I don't, I don't remember Battlefield really having anything cooperative like that. No. Before, so that's I mean, cool. Did they have? Did they have like co-op campaigns at any point? I don't recall. I don't think they have. Hmm. Yeah, like they might have, but I, I, I want to say no. They have not. Okay. If I had to choose. Um, also the war stories is coming back. So what they did with battlefield one with these like vignette sort of things, short stories that's coming back for this one. I am totally down with that. I think that's a great way to do it. It allows you to explore more of world war two instead of just telling this ridiculous story of these soldiers that go doing this and that and that and that and that, um, you know, it allows you to get a lot more specific with it. And it was really cool in Battlefield 1. I really thought they did a good job. And most of the time, like, I never really enjoyed a lot of dice campaigns, you know, minus Bad Company. But, you know, the fact that they're just doing short stories and they can focus on making each one as good as possible, I think it, it allows them to, you know, just tell a better story overall. So I'm glad that's coming back. It's a good idea. Yeah. I yeah, I w- we will definitely play Battlefield V later this year together. Yeah. And I I wonder what new what else we'll learn uh, at EA's event if they're going to talk about this anymore at at their own uh, what is it EA Access or EA Play or something whatever it is. Yeah. EA Play. Uh, they did say that. I thought at the end of the reveal, um, they said that, uh, the first real gameplay we're going to see is going to be at EA play, which makes sense. Uh, they do have a trailer out. I feel like the trailer was kind of half and half, not really more leaning towards not 100% gameplay, but they had the HUD in there to make you think it is. Yeah. I really want to see what it's actually like. But, you know, I'm actually, like, really excited for this game. I think it could be a really cool game. This is the most excited I've been for a Battlefield game. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Awesome, awesome, So awesome. interesting. I mean, Battlefield and Call of Duty just continue to, like, amaze me when you have mm-hmm. Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare going space. Battlefield 1 was like, nah, going back in time. Yeah. Then, then Call of Duty kind of goes more futuristics, but more of a just multiplayer and chasing a trend with Battle Royale, which could be cool. But Battle Battlefield Five's like, let's stick with the historical aspect and let's just improve on shit and pack a lot of shit in there. Um, it's so interesting how these two constantly go at it. Um, also, October nineteenth is when this comes out. Yeah, yeah. So holy damn, this fall. Oh my goodness. You have Call of Duty 4, October 12th, Battlefield 5, October 19th, Red Dead 2, October 26th. I'm going to need to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to save some money. Uh huh. It's damn. But if I had to choose one, honestly, I think I'm going to go with Battlefield. I'm more curious on Call of Duty, mostly because of the Battle Royale, but I'm more excited to play Battlefield 5. Mm hmm. Personally, but like you said, that's that's uh, that's coming later, October nineteenth. But there are games that released this week, big games that released this week, games with a lot of uh, a lot of advertising, a lot of uh, social push, um, and we'll talk about those games as we go through this list of video games that released this week. I'll start us off here with Seven's Carlet. The remote town of Okunazato is shaped like a crescent moon and shrouded in dark myths and legends. Take on the role of a brave young woman journeying into the unknown to uncover dangerous truths and locale. Oh, locate. Ah, man, it's it's kind of far away from my... that The T looked like an L. And locate her missing brother with her childhood friend. Uh, next up is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon on PS4 and Vita. Mm. Battle with swords and whips in a retro-style action game brought to you by Koji Igarashi in Inti Creates. So this is part of, uh, well, like a prequel, I think, maybe, to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It's in it's in the same vein, you could say that. And, it, and it's a Castlevania, the Castlevania-like game that we've... That we have seen. So this is just kind of a piece of it, almost in a way. Yeah, it's also like in a more retro style, I think, than the yeah. one that they're bringing Definitely. out later this year. Yep. All right. I've never played Castlevania. Maybe you should. But I also, should. you could just play modern day Castlevania, Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah. On PlayStation Good. Four, digital and retail. Then. There was fire. Re-experience the critically acclaimed, genre-defining game that started it all. Beautifully remastered, returned to Lordran in stunning high-definition detail, running at 60 frames per second. I'm sure that one's huge there. Yeah. 60 frames for this. I, I pre-ordered it. Oh, frick. Yeah. I'm going to play Dark Souls. Oh, goodness. Detroit, become human. 
PS4 Digital Retail. Detroit Become Human is the latest title uh, in development by Quantic Dream that expands the studio's legacy of gripping narrative-driven experiences. Discover what it really means to be a human in a powerful emotional journey made of choice and consequence. Detroit Become Human finally coming out. Yeah. Yep. Are you gonna play it? Nope. Why not? Um, just a personal grievance against uh, a certain David Cage. I got I don't like the way that he carries himself or addresses any criticism of himself. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mind if anyone else plays it, but that's not a game I'm going to play for money. If I get it for free, I will play it, (laughs) but I'm not paying money for it. Uh Next up is Disco Dodgeball Remix on PlayStation 4. Disco Dodgeball Remix is a ridiculous physics-based future sport combining robots, one-hit-to-kill projectile combat, and crazy dodgeball action. Sounds intriguing. Dungeon Rushers. PS4. Dungeon Rushers is a 2D tactical RPG combining dungeon crawlers gameplay and turn-based fights. Okay. Oh boy, another space game. Everspace on PlayStation 4 digitally. Everspace is an is an action-focused single-player space shooter combining roguelike elements with top-notch visuals and a captivating non-linear story. Curious how they pulled that one off being captivating and non-linear. Yeah. How do you do that? Gorgoa on PS4. Gorgoa is an elegant evolution of the puzzle genre told through a beautifully hand-drawn story designed and illustrated by Jason Roberts. This game looked really cool when I saw it, first saw it come out on mobile. Yeah, I've heard good things. Uh, H1Z1 Battle Royale. H1Z1 Battle Royale is a pure, fast-paced Battle Royale shooter reimagined and built for console. Uh, we yes we already talked about this game don't just skip it fuck it I, we don't even need to read its name again because if those assholes are going to keep reposting the same game every goddamn week they can fuck right off I remember talking about this one but sure I hate running backwards that's the video game yeah mm. it's roguelite we've already talked we've already read it <laughs> We probably have. I'm we not have. To, I know. Exa- so I, I, it's- I, I'm, I'm just not recalling. Uh, One Piece Grand Cruise, PlayStation VR. Mm. Come aboard and experience the pirate's life in One Piece Grand Cruise for PSVR. Be prepared to be swept away in the first One Piece VR experience. Hmm. I feel like there's a, always a One Piece video game. It's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh. What do we have here? Oh, Pixel Junk Monsters 2. A PlayStation 4 game. 
Get ready to experience the next generation of real-time tower defense gameplay in the globally acclaimed Pixel Junk Monsters series. Cool. I liked Pixel Junk Shooter. This is a tower defense game. I know, I know, but it's still the Pixel Junk sort of thing. Um, I've not played Pixel Junk Monsters, though. Yeah, I hmm. I wonder if this is already out on other platforms because I feel like I've heard people already talk about this game. Yeah, maybe it is. Uh, next up is Shio PS4. Shio isn't your typical platformer. Floating lanterns aren't just decorations. Their purpose is to help you explore the world of Shio. Jumping from lantern to lantern should be easy, no? Wrong. Donald Trump. Wrong. You'll need to harness the <laughs> the best of your wits and dexterity to navigate through this world. Fucking, do I need to know something about you? <laughs> I can't impersonate Donald Trump well, but that's what he says a lot. Wrong. Hmm. It's not. You're no, wrong. Just you're wrong. We're going wrong. to. We're, I'm. Let's let's forget about that with Space Hulk. Deathwing Enhanced Edition. You're wrong. Okay. You know what? (laughs) This is a PlayStation 4 game out digital and at retail. Space Hulk Deathwing Enhanced Edition is set in the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I feel like we've talked about this before. It sounds familiar. In the Warhammer 40,000 universe, expanding on the original game, featuring a host of new content. The, The ultimate Space Hulk Deathwing experience. Maybe mm. it feels like we've read this before because there's f- literally 40,000 Warhammer 40,000 games. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm I have a Warhammer game on my Steam wish list right now. Uh the Total War Warhammer uh mm. game that's Yeah. Yeah. And then Next up, good. Yeah. Stardew Valley's on Vita. Yeah. Like I've <laughs> If you've been listening to this show, if you know me, I I played like hundreds and hundreds of hours of Stardew Valley on PlayStation 4. I might pick it up again for Vita. Well, it's cross by. So oh, shit. oh shit. Oh shit. Oh <laughs> shit. I already have it on Vita. Yeah. Uh, so next up is Super Hyperactive Ninja PS4. Super Hyperactive Ninja is a fast-paced, hyper-caffeinated action platformer in 2D designed with those who want a real tough challenge and speedrunners in mind. Yay. Uh, Do you speedrun video games at all? Have you ever tried to beat a game very fast? No. Okay. Not my thing. Have you? Yes. I... In my eight... Nine, how, hundred, my almost thousand hours of a playing Oblivion. I have tried to do a run, a speed run in it, and I didn't do so well. Yeah, how long did it take? Uh, I missed the glitch that I was supposed that. Well, I I fucked up and then I quit. Like I realized that I was not even gonna get anywhere near any like respectable speed run time, and then I stopped. I got you. But I will tell you about Tennis World Tour. Tennis World Tour is the last game on this list of video games. And in it, 
You play as one of the 30 best tennis players in the world. Roger Federer. Angelique Kerber. Stan Wawrinka. And many of the sports legends. Bam! Tennis. Tennis. I don't think this is the best tennis game coming out this year. Are you talking about that Mario? Yeah, I'm talking about that Mario Tennis. I think that's going to be a good game. I know it's not PlayStation, but I think that's going to be a pretty damn good game. Dude, that game does look fun. Oh, boy. We got music. Uh, the, The Rapture Netflix series soundtrack. Okay. Never heard of that show. Uh, there are also I... some some uh, movies. Annihilation is the one that I want to see. Yeah, that looks good. I've heard so many good things about that, but I haven't watched it. Yeah. And then on that PlayStation View, I could watch Robot Chicken if I chose to. Could. There's a new season, I guess. Why don't you spend your four-day weekend watching Rick and Morty? Because I still have... a. F- well, I have like maybe 40 episodes of Dragon Ball Super to watch. Oh, all right. And I like Dragon Ball a lot more than I like Rick and Morty. <laughs> As in, I actually like Dragon Ball. Mm. I think that's going to do it, man. It is. What you looking forward to playing? I'm looking forward to drinking some LaCroix and maybe playing Detroit Become Human. And Fortnite. I'm playing Fortnite this weekend. Uh, I have a three-day weekend. I'm not cool like you. So. Yeah, let's play some Fortnite. Let's do it. Um, what about you? Uh, what I'm going dabbling to, in? Uh dabbling i'm not sure i'm I'm doing a deep dive i'm going to try to do a an endurance run of sorts um i'm going to sit down saturday morning and i'm going to boot up metro 2033 and i'm going to beat it on stream and then i'm going to boot up metro last light and then i'm going to beat that one on stream and i'm not going to stop unless i have to go to the bathroom jesus christ it's crazy, bro. You're crazy. But yeah, look for that uh, Saturday morning. Uh, I'm looking to start around, I want to say, 8 a.m. Uh, Central Time. That's 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Uh, I'm going to be starting that stream up right here on twitch.tv slash the Arctic Sloth. If you don't follow it, if you listen to the audio, you can go go over there. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be fun. I've the total time commitment according to how long to beat.com is around <laughs> no it's not no my office thought that same thing that when your stupid head um <laughs> it's it's about an 18 hour commitment so but right. if I can go through it quickly like I did with rage which I shaved fucking 3 hours off of the average time to beat that game Wow. So we'll see. But that that's gonna happen. Um, I also I'm gonna play more Conan. I picked up a couple other games. I picked up uh, Minute, and I picked up Wizard of Legend. Those are two games I want to try. Uh, there's another one. Oh, I picked up Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom. 
Oh my goodness! <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Uh, I got that a twenty percent off code for uh, watching a Detroit Become Human trailer. Oh shit! On live.playstation.com. I'm not sure if they have any more vouchers left, but uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, I'll get that twenty percent off code." Yeah. Wow. Just play the trailer on mute and uh, <laughs> <laughs> get the code. Yeah. That's going to do it for us this week. It is. If you want to contact us, you can always do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth anywhere on the internet. And you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel. Ugh, and his... Words, Tyler. Tyler and his YouTube channel. Yeah. At PluggedOnVids. That is me. Y'all got some Deadpool opinions? We do. There's a Deadpool 2 up. There will probably be a solo Star Wars story up. You want to see that? I forgot that thing happened. Yeah. I'm going to see Deadpool uh, Friday morning. All right. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, There's that. There's some some album reviews if you like the medals. I like a lot of the metals. Yeah. Such as aluminum and iron. Uh, I, I heard uh, I heard lithium's pretty cool. Right on. Hey, I guess last thing before we sign off. When are we doing E3 predictions? Next week we are doing are E3 we? predictions. Okay. All right. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. But we'll see you next week. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and... You're wrong.